Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you here on a Thursday. 20 minutes away from the Wendy Zone. Wendy going to join us in studio at 1140 as she always does. We've been looking forward to this all day, though. Always, yeah. always fun to welcome the Hall of Famer to the program. Joining us on the WadeFord.com hotline, former Brave John Smoltz, now of MLB Network at Fox Sports. John, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks. Uh, good to speak with you. We always appreciate the time. And, man, there's so much to talk about today, uh, so we'll just jump right into it. Obviously, we're, we're spending a lot of time here figuring out what the Braves are doing in their offseason. Found out Josh Donaldson not going to be back last week. Marcel Ozuna brought in earlier this week. What, what do you make of, of the decision not to bring Josh Donaldson back to Atlanta? Well, you know, it's it's one of those scenarios where uh, the Braves have the luxury of, of, you know, in our game, first and foremost, we fall in love and out of love in players really fast, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, the youngster that comes up and sets uh, Riley, sets the world on fire. I mean, I'm talking nationally, not just locally. I'm nationally. This is the way baseball, and it's unfortunate because when, when we were all being brought into the game, if that were the case, we, you'd never hear our names. <laughs> we stunk when we got called up. So the adjustment period isn't quite fair enough for a lot of these guys. I just never felt the Braves were going to go the years that, that Josh Donaldson wanted. And for that, I, I think that's fine. You know, they say in this game today, there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. So the game has kind of shifted to the superstars and young players getting these mega contracts to now everybody in between just kind of having to reinvent themselves and reprove themselves via a one-year type contract or incentivative. So I think the Braves have done a great job on this offseason. They got ahead of the market. They went and got who they wanted early. They didn't wait. They didn't sit around. And, you know, from the standpoint of their, their roster now, I just don't see how they can't uh, be one of the favorites in the National League, which is already loaded, and everybody's trying to gear up for what's going to be a great battle throughout the year, and I don't think anybody runs away with it. And, John, I'm glad you said that because that was, that was going to be my question. What is the hump for the Braves? Because, I mean, they, like you said, they got the talent. We think that we think they have the best bullpen in baseball or one of the best. I mean, they got young starters uh, as far as pitching. What is that hump for this squad? Well, the biggest thing is they've now, they've now put and surrounded these young, talented players with guys who can add that extra that's not measurable experience and – really help redefine what the, whether it's Max Freed or Newcombs, the future of the Braves needed to have some guys around it that could show them the way. And, you know, I, I get it. The guys are more talented than they've ever been. But if you don't have the full circle of your roster, it's very hard to just win young. We haven't seen a team do it and I don't know how long. It's been a good balance. The teams that win it all have a good blend and I think that the division will be won based on who has the best bullpen. Not because that's the trend that everyone's doing, but if you can if you can utilize your pen and not expose it throughout the year, meaning your starters carry their freight and do what they're supposed to do, 
the Braves have shored up every potential weakness that they've had in one short offseason. And now it's time to find out which guys are going to be part of the future and going to stick. And I think you still have to let guys struggle a little bit so that they don't just keep being bounced around and expect a guy to get called up and be lights out the rest of the year. So I just I really like what they've done. Uh, I think the Nationals are right there as well. They lost their great third baseman, but they haven't really lost much other than that. And they've added to the bullpen, which was their Achilles heel. Um, you know, they were the second worst bullpen in baseball. Mm-hmm. How good is the Braves bullpen? Now, I, mean, I guess we don't know till we actually see them on the field next season. But just from a, a names that have brought in standpoint and guys that fill roles standpoint, how good do you expect this bullpen to be? I think they're going to be really good because when you start moving down some dynamic arms that are going to pitch earlier in the game than later, you take the pressure off of a Jackson, you take the pressure off of guys that, you know, were kind of thrust into a role that they just were trying to find somebody. This is now going to be, they may not be perfect, but they're not going to be unnerved. It's not like these guys that they brought in uh, uh, had just very small sample sizes of success. It's been their career. And I don't care what anyone tells me when a number comes out of a computer. You've got to know the heartbeat, and you've got to know that the confidence of that guy when he's blown a save is not going to deter him from going right back out there in the same situation because no one's going to be perfect. And that's the one missing piece that you can't spit out of a computer. You can tell everything about a player uh, numerically, but you can't tell the insides and the mental capacity that they have. And I think this thought and this notion that anybody can do any role is going so far overboard that they're starting to recognize that that is not an accurate statement. John, there's so many young pitchers on the, in this Braves, uh, you know, in the, in the organization as far as in Gwinnett and now uh, down here in Atlanta. And you know, you talk about Mike Soroka and Max Free, those two young guys, a lot of two of the guys that we weren't really talking a lot about last year, but you saw how they evolved this year. What is what needs to be the key for them this year going into the offseason after, after such a successful year last year? I think they, you know, hopefully um, they've been given some information to and their own identity check to figure out, okay, this is what I did well, this is what I need to improve on, this is how I felt in August, this is what I need to do to alter, you know, to make sure it's a full campaign. There's a lot of things and checks and balances that us as players did every off season. You know, there's a, there's a time where a player feels like he's checked in. And when I say checked in, they feel like they belong. Not every player who plays in the big leagues feels like they belong until they can have a breakthrough, until they can have that one year, and then they work on the consistency of that breakthrough. And, you know, I, I'm thinking of guys, you know, even Max Fried's ceiling is so big, but just Cole Hamels being around him is going to be huge. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned and hopeful that Kyle Wright is able to find his identity again because, you know, this is one of the most talented pitchers and has so many weapons, but then you lose it when you get to a level like this when you don't have instant success like you may have had in college. So the Braves have an opportunity now with this roster to not only win the division, not only possibly get to the World Series, but make that major move in season if something happens and part ways with one of those potential great prospects. It's just not possible to have every prospect play for your your club. And I think that's the one thing that clubs have held on to draft picks and prospects to the degree that they think, okay, if we've got more, that gives us the benefit of being able to shuffle the deck a little bit. Braves are in that nice position right now. 
Joining us here on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy, Hall of Famer John Smoltz on the WadeFord.com hotline. Talk to the Braves. We'll get into some other uh, baseball conversations as well. I did want to ask you about Felix Hernandez, though. Do you have, do you have any optimism that – I know it's a low-risk deal, but is there any optimism that he has a, a chance of, of helping the Braves this season in some way? I think so. Um, when you get a guy that has uh, lost his – Stuff, meaning, you know, the 96 is gone, but he knows how to pitch. There's still a place, believe it or not, for guys who know how to pitch, who can eat up some innings here or there. You're looking at a matrix now of a season that looks at 1,500 innings, and how do we share those innings? Because we're not giving the load of those innings to 20% of our staff or half of our staff, right? The starters used to eat up 1,000 innings on bare minimum. That's not the number anymore. And somebody's decided that that's the new norm and that's how we're going to put this together. And so you've got to have pieces that, that can at certain times during the year eat up those innings. So uh, Felix Hernandez is, is a guy that has the know-how. He has the ability to adjust with his new toolbox, if you will. Everybody, see, what I don't like in this game is no one goes back and says they were wrong. I remember when C.C. Sabathia lost his stuff and everybody said he's done. I was a man on an island saying, no, he's not. Give him a time to learn his new knee and learn his craft. He's going to be serviceable, and he's going to be one of your big game pitchers. You watch. We are too quick to just write off and not give people the opportunity to learn their new craft because that was what it used to be. Remember, I mean, guys never topped out at 98, 99 before. So having said that, we're not going to see many of these scenarios. I mean, shoot, Bartola Colon's still out there trying to pitch for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's all, that's all you need to know about pitching. Pitching is, is rich with talent, but it has not been birthed with a lot of pitchers. We don't have that philosophy anymore to pitch. We have the philosophy to throw and throw and throw as hard as you can and dominate the strike zone, don't worry which side of the plate you're good at. So that's the adjustment that everyone's having to make to this style of game where we're asking these players really not to do something they're great at, meaning find what you're better at at one side of the plate. Just give me what you got for as long as you have, and then I'll bring in the next guy. And with that being said, you talk about Felix and Andy, you talk about Hamels and all these guys. Bring in those type of guys, especially this latest one in Hernandez, is that – like a, is that a negative sign towards a Kyle Wright and those type of uh, young boys that they don't have confidence for, in them to maybe they can be the fifth starter? No, it's really not. Um, it, it's more or less again. In I call it, you know, I call it the microwave era. We, we yeah. if you if you if you stick food in and you don't leave it in there for two minutes and you take it out and you try to eat it, well, then you're risking that food not being ready. And that's really what we've done in this, this day and age. We're risking the guys not being ready, but hoping they can eat up 50 to 60 innings, and you don't know what that does to their psyche. So guys are less prepared to be ready to be big leaguers, but their arms are big league ready, meaning their stuff is okay and dominant at times. So this just gives a Kyle Wright more opportunity to either learn or refine and get to uh, what he's trying to accomplish. And I think that's a good thing rather than, why isn't these youngsters dominating right away? Why isn't Max Fried throwing two no-hitters? You know, the expectation level is so high that we don't really equip them in today's world. It's like next man up. You can't do it. We got another arm down there. He can't do it. We got another arm. And those arms are yet to be developed into a pitcher 
And you, if you could ever find the pitcher with the stuff, you got a guy that is going to win a ton of games for you for a long time. Hey, John, do you feel like baseball has handled the, the Astros and, and the entire scandal surrounding what they've done the correct way? And, and what happens from here? Yeah, I think, you know, if, if I'm putting myself in their situations, the one thing that you can't have as Major League Baseball goes into this season, you can't have any more speculations or worries that things aren't authentic on the field. So if you're a team and an organization and an executive on that, in that organization and you want to keep rolling the risk of trying to gain an edge, there's a high likelihood you may not get a job in the game again. So the punishment was one that's supposed to detour anybody from the from now on trying to gain that unfair advantage. And the layers of this have obviously got really deep, and it got very concerning that these are not going to look well. Uh, the Astros, it's going to take a while to shed this. Hopefully they're good enough, and they are good enough to win on, uh, on a championship without any kind of speculation surrounding them. Uh, but I think baseball is is realizing this has been going on for a while, maybe not to this degree, but there are many teams that have tried to do this. The technology we brought in the game has got us in this problem. It really has. I mean, when you think about what technology has become, the enticement to do things to gain yourself an edge is not immune to any other walk of life. Every single walk of life percentage-wise in every industry is going to try something that has no integrity behind it whatsoever, but it has a gain behind it. And so what I think the commissioner's office had to do is say, look, we can't. I'm sorry it's this, this club got caught, but we can't have this go on, and we're going to stop people who are currently doing this, stop them in their tracks, and let's get back to the authenticity of baseball. And I think what the irony is for me is that if you thought 15 years ago like I thought, I didn't think we would be talking about failed drug tests 15 years later. Mm-hmm. And we still are. Mm-hmm. So that punishment hasn't detoured people from the risk-reward of gaining what they want to do. And so couple that with this, with on the field still does not have the authenticity that you would want. You can't have this carry on forward and be part of baseball so that you're sitting in the stands wondering or you don't know how good or how legit that player really is. And that is never a good thing for sports or business or what have you. Right, and before we let you go, uh, John, we got to talk to you about you, the back-to-back champion of uh, the Diamonds Resort Tournament of Champions. We saw a video this morning of this putter thing, and we're trying to figure out how legal it was that. Was that like, you know, how can we get a hold of that? Because yeah, where'd you get a putter like that? Where'd you like get that? a putter like that? Because we're avid golfers, too. Yeah, so this has changed my life. It's called the Bloodline Putter. Okay. I got it a couple years ago, um, and it has caused tremendous uh, people. To, it's completely legal. <laughs> There's a lot of people complaining like little babies. All they got to do is go buy it if they want, if they want the same advantage. <laughs> but once they change the rule of the, of the caddy not being able to line you up, mm-hmm. this, is, this is awesome. I mean, I, I have a hard time seeing my line when I'm standing over the ball. Now I can back away from the ball, see where the putter's aimed, and then worry about nothing but speed. And so this has been, uh, it's been life-changing for me on the, on the golf course, and I can take all the ribbing that it comes with it because at the end of the day, if I putt better, that's good for me. Yeah, they can say what they want. You got the trophy two years in a <laughs> row. Right. What did you say, Bloodline? It's called the Bloodline, yeah, right. bloodline.com. I got it two years ago, and I have been – 
um, I have been loving it ever since. And, and even the, to the degree that it stands up by itself, if it were to fall over and hit the ball, everyone goes, oh, that's a penalty. Not anymore. <laughs> Not <laughs> I mean, anymore. That's There's true. no intended shot. So you've I got that. all the rules down. And <laughs> in our players' meeting before the tournament in the Diamond Resorts, a couple of the guys thought it would be funny to bring up that my putter's illegal. And those guys finished second. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, we appreciate hey, the time. Much, uh, great stuff. Take My care, pleasure, man. Guys. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.